Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Psalms 84, while you're still standing. ever read through Psalms 84, chances are you've read right past these verses. But if you stopped at at them, you may maybe not have even understood them. And so today I want to look at these verses of Scripture and hopefully bring some insight that will impact your spiritual life in a very real way. And Psalms 84 and verse 5 said, bless Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. Another virgin said like this, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools, and they go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. And I just want to speak to you just for the next little bit from this title blessed in the valley. We spoke last Wednesday night, and we've spoken several times on it before, but to kind of help establish us this morning, and we need to understand the fact, again, that we are strangers and pilgrims in a, in a dry and thirsty land. need to know this morning that this world is not our home, and that we are traveling through. Heaven is our promised land, and to that eternal home we are bound. And you look in your Bible in the book of Judges, chapter 2, you'll read the account of Israel, and as they are led into the land that God had promised to Abraham for many years. And it seemed that Israel would never really experienced the promise of the covenant that God had made with them. And you look at their journey, their journey from the time of the promise to Abraham to the time when they crossed over the Jordan River on a dry land to enter Canaan. It had been filled with both good times and bad times. It was filled with both victory and defeat, success and failure. Now at last they are ready to enjoy the great promises of God. Even though Israel was God's chosen nation, they still had to go through a journey that was filled with trouble and trial and tests and battles and enemies in order to claim the promise. Psalms 84 and 6 says, Who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well, the rain also 
filleth the pools. So the valley of Baca, what is this valley? The Rice was speaking on the valley of dry bones this morning. The Hebrew word Baca is related to another word. It's very close in spelling, and it means this, to weep. Baca refers to a type of weeping tree that is one that drips resin or gum-like tears such as a balsam or mulberry or an aspen tree. And this tree would ooze out this sap. And if you walk by the tree, people said that the tree was called a weeper. It looked like the tree was crying whenever you walked past it. And that's why the valley of Baca is translated in different ways in Scripture. It's called the Valley of Tears. It's called the Valley of Weeping. It's called the Valley of Loss. The name of the valley, it indicates a dry, arid region. Since, since this is where these types of weeping trees tend to grow, and as people traveled to Jerusalem to worship, they would pass through this weary, weeping place. And anytime you see a valley in the Bible, you would see a place that is very, very dangerous. You would see a place that is not one that, oh, that's the route. Yes, I want to take that route, the one that looks horrendous. It was a very, a very place that was dangerous. There would be thorns. There would be, there would be wild animals maybe even vicious cats, you know, Satan's favorite animal that he likes to use in the valley. And there would be people that were waiting to jump you and rob you. In fact, it was very difficult to get through a valley without something bad happening. And this is why the psalmist says this in verse 5. He says, blessed are those whose strength is found in you, God. Blessed are those whose strength is found in you. Hear me today. If you don't know God intimately, then chances are there are times when you'll just get to the place where you say, I've had enough. I, I can't do it anymore. I can't go any further. I'm overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. I just don't have enough. And the truth is, if you don't know God intimately, then what you have is all you have. But for those who know God, the ones who know God intimately, we believe that we have a strength that goes beyond just what we have, that we have access this morning to a heavenly strength. And that's why the Bible says, blessed are those whose strength is found in thee. You see, we believe that when we get to the end of our strength, that there is a heavenly strength. There is a divine strength. There is a strength from God that is available to those who would just take the time to know Him. Those are the ones who be get the ones who be to take the time to get in relationship with God. I, I I've given the illustration before of being at the gym, and I, I have the privilege of working out with with Pastor and our sound man back there, Checo, and, uh, and uh, you're thinking, I you can't tell you've been in the gym, but, I, you know, but trust me, I've been in the gym, and, uh, you know, we, we, we like to get in there sometimes, and we'll, we'll be motivated, and we're, you know, trying to stay focused, and, uh, and uh, so we'll throw some weight on the, uh, 
on the bar there and we'll begin to binge press and we'll get to just kind of like, man, we're really we're really feeling good. And so we keep adding weight and adding weight. Well, the more weight, you kind of need to have somebody to kind of keep an eye on you because we've had those come in that, you know, they were he-mans and they were just like, I'm just going to throw it all on there. And then, and, and we've had some close calls. I, I've got a video of Brett. No, <laughs> that wasn't even a barbell, but that was a really funny story. <laughs> You need somebody to kind of keep a close eye on you to make sure you don't get hurt and to make sure you know you can you know you can help and so you have what's called a spotter. Well that spotter would kind of just stand over you as you're bench pressing or doing whatever work and they're there to kind of make sure this thing doesn't fall down on your face and to make sure or to push you or to motivate you a little bit and so You'll get in the gym and one of these two guys will be spotting and they'll, you know, I'll, I'll be, we'll be repping, repping out the reps and we'll be just pushing and we'll find, we're trying to get a certain number. Well, we find ourselves coming up short and what that spotter will do sometimes is when your strength begins to run out, they'll kind of grab that bar and just to help you a little bit. And, you know, there's been plenty of times whenever I was trying to shoot for 10 and I'm at five and I'm like, there's no way. And all of a sudden they're like, Jamal's like, come on, you got this. And so I push it up, and I'm like, oh, man, I do got it. And then they go down. Come to find out it was him just giving me a little bit of assistance. Right? That's what a spotter does. But it's because at the end of my strength was the strength of my spotter. All right? You follow? And just like Pastor was speaking about Ezekiel, God brought Ezekiel to the end of himself. God will also bring you to the end of yourself too. And guess what? At the end of you, that's where you find God. At the end of your strength is his strength. His strength is what? Made perfect in our weakness. His strength is made absolutely perfect in our weakness. That's why the psalmist says, blessed is those whose strength is found in God. If you're in the middle of the valley right now, I'm telling you, you have access to a very real and ever-present power of a good God who is available and ready to come and assist you in your time of need. You might be in a valley, but you're blessed when your strength the text doesn't say, blessed are those who make it on their own. Blessed are those who can do it all by themselves. It doesn't say, blessed are those who pull themselves up by their bootstraps. It doesn't say, blessed are those who are really determined people. One of the big problems in the world today is we almost idolize a spirit of independence. I don't want to need anybody. I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to be finance. I want to be financially in, independent. I want to be completely good on my own. I don't. I don't want to trust people. I don't want to. I, I don't want people to uh, uh, be there for me. I don't need God. I don't need anybody. We were not created to be independent creatures. We were created by God to depend upon Him and to depend upon our brothers and our sisters. And you are blessed when you realize that you are dependent upon a power that is greater than yourself. Some of you need to lean into it this morning. Get to the place where you can be fully transparent and maybe just admit it that, hey, I don't have what it takes. But guess what? I don't have to have what it takes. I just need the presence of God. I just need the presence of God. Blessed are those whose strength is found in God. I want to show you in, in verse 5 in a, in a different translation because I love how it highlights this verse. It says, 
It says this, what joy for those whose strength is, comes from the Lord, who set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. I love that. We're on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. What does that mean, Bryce? It means we may be in a valley, but we're going to what was known as the city of refuge, or we're going to a place that they call the place of peace. One commentary said it this way. He said, to get to the city of refuge, you had to travel through the valley of tears. I like the imagery because sometimes to get to where you really appreciate the presence and the power of God, you've got to push through a little bit of the pain. You've got to push through a little bit of the problem to get to the presence of the goodness of God. And so for so many, the valley is a pathway to the place of peace. We're pushed through the valley. We're on a pilgrimage. This is the way the psalmist said it. Let me show you again the first part. He said, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord who have set their minds. Look at your neighbor and say, my mind's set this morning. Come on, look at your other neighbor, your second choice, and tell them your mind's set this morning. My mind is set. Paul talked about this a lot in the New Testament. He said the he said to the Colossians, he said, set your minds on things above, not on things below. He told the Philippians, if anything is excellent of praise, if it's worthy of praise, if it's admirable, if it's lovely, if it's true, if it's honest, think on these things. Can I tell you that where you are is one thing, but what you think about is a completely other thing. What you think about matters. What you think about matters. Hear me right now. Your, your current situation may be in a valley, but your mind can still be set upon God. Your heart might now be racing with all that is going on, but your mind can be set on the Lord. Your soul may be aching, but your mind can be set. Your emotions can be all over the place, but your mind can be fixed toward God. There may be too much going on and too much pressure, and you may be wondering how it's all going to shake out, but your mind can be set upon the Lord. You may be wondering in today's economy, how is this all going to go? How are we going to get through this? How am I going to afford this? How am I going to afford that? On and on and on. There may be real tragedies in the valley, but my mind is set on the goodness of God who is with me, and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You need to understand this morning that you have a God who goes before you and prepares the way. Clap your hands unto the Lord with me. When you cannot make it, his power is very, very real. You, you may be in a valley, but you're blessed. You're blessed. You may be in the valley, but with a mind that is set on the Lord, you are blessed. 
understand you're a pilgrim. We're on a pilgrimage. We're going to a, the place of peace. We're going to the city of a refuge. Verse 6 says this, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. In other words, we may be in the valley right now, but that valley is not our destination. What are we doing, Bryce? We are passing through. That's not your destination. This is not a stopping point. Yes, this is where we're at right now, but this is not the end. We are passing through. David said something similar in Psalms 23. He said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. How sad it is so oftentimes you get in conversation with people that are in a dark place, people that are in a valley, and what have they done? They ran off to the store, and they've got decorations to decorate the place up and just kind of furnish it a little bit and put this over here, and I'm going to put that over there, and I like these curtains, and we're just going to stay here a little bit. Friend, this is not a stopping point. This is not a parking space, all right? You need to stay in your vehicle and understand that you're just passing through, all right? You're just, it might be difficult right now. It might be dark right now. But God is bringing you through. You may be hurting. You might be questioning. You might be wondering. You might be confused. But you are never alone. It may be dark right now, but understand you're just passing through. Don't stop. Don't stay. Sometimes when you're in the middle of, uh, of it, you just want to, you just kind of just want to get out when you're in the middle of it. Like, get me out, God. Like, God, God, get me out of here. Like, make it go away. Make it stop, God. I don't, I don't want this anymore. God, give me, just make it, just, just take it away. I just want out. What you have to realize is so often, God may show you that the way is through, not out. The road to peace is through the valley, but it's just passing. I'm just passing through. I love the next phrase. It says that as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. King James Version says it this way, they make it a well. In other words, whenever you're in a dry place, what do you do? What do you do, Bryce, when you're in that spot? The Bible says they dug a well. What do you do when you're in a valley? You dig, you make a well. You take and you clear away a little, a little hole as a container for the provision of rain that God will send. Has it rained yet? No. Has the promise, can you see it coming? No, it's dry right now. But when you're dry and when you're hurting, what do you do? You make room for the presence of God to come in. You make room for the provision of God to come in. You make a well has it rained yet no but i know my god will provide i know my god will make a way has it come yet no but i'm making i'm preparing a place for the presence and the provision of god make a will it's almost as if god is saying show me your faith and i'll show you my faithfulness 
If you prepare for me, I'll show up. Jesus apparently had this kind of uh, this uh, kind of same philosophy. You look in the New Testament, there's a, there's a guy with a withered hand, and instead of Jesus just walking over and saying, I'm going to heal you, bro, what does he do? No. Stretch out your hand. Stretch out your hand, and I will heal it. What's he saying? Prepare for me. Prepare for me. Make a well. Prepare for me. There was another man who couldn't walk for 38 years, and didn't Jesus didn't go up and say, power in my name, you're healed. No, 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 no. He said, take up your mat. You get up and you show me that you believe that I can make you walk. If you show me your faith, I will show you my faithfulness. I don't know who needs to understand or hear this this morning. You need to dig a well. You need to start prophesying. You need to start speaking. This shall live. These bones can live. I can make it. Stand up. Take up your mat. Clap your hands unto the Lord this morning. If you pray it, God hears your prayer. If you dig it God, and you prepare, God will reveal himself. When you're in that dry place, you make a well. You prepare for the presence and the provision of God. I love I love the, the 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 if promises of God in the Bible. The if promises. If you draw near to me, I, I'll draw near to you. If you seek me, you will find me. If you make room for me, I will reveal myself to you. There's somebody in here that you haven't sensed the presence of God in a long time, and I think it's time that you make a well. I think it's time that you dig a little bit. I think it's time that you say, God, I'm going to stop, and I'm going to wait for your presence. I'm going to prepare for your provision and for your presence. Think about this. I mean, truly, truly, every last one of us in this room need an encounter with God. I, I, it, it doesn't matter how long you've been in this thing. Every last one of us needs an encounter with God. Every last one of us. But God rarely reveals himself to people who are rushed. God rarely reveals himself to people who are in a rush. Imagine Moses, the burning bush. I mean, imagine Moses just in his car, 80 miles an hour, flying by a little bush burner, taking a picture with his cell phone, Instagram story, hashtag flames. I mean, imagine that. But that's not what happened, was it? Nope. God says, you know what? Take your shoes off. Wait a little bit. Stay a while. Because you're standing on holy ground. Why don't you for a moment be still? Why don't you make a well and why don't you wait on me to fill it? Hey, if you seek me, you're going to find me. If you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. Be still maybe and know 
that I'm God. Some of you, I think it's just time to prepare and say, God, I want to meet you. I want to meet with you, and I'm going to wait for you, and I'm going to believe that you're going to reveal yourself to me because I need you right now. We enjoy him so much on the mountains, but we get to know him intimately in the valley. Here's what I hope you'll understand. God never, ever promised that you would never go through the valley. He promised that you would never have to go through it alone. I love the way the psalmist phrases this portion of Scripture. He says this, as we journey through the valley of Baca, we're going to the place of peace. Then he says, they go from strength to strength. I love that phrase. Because when you're thinking of valley, you're not thinking of strength. You're thinking of hardship. You're thinking of hard times. But he's saying they go from strength to strength. Blessed are those who experience the strength of God. Blessed are those whose strength is found in you. Then they go from a little bit of strength to a little bit more of strength, to even more of God's strength and even more of strength, and then a little more of a strength until each appears before God in Zion. They go from strength to strength, from strength to strength. Not our strength, but it is his strength. But here's what I want you to understand. You praise him in the valley. You find that place where you begin to worship him in the valley. I know it's tough and I know it's hard, but you make way for the Lord. You lift up your voice and you shout unto God who is still good, who is still faithful. And that by measure, you will be blessed when in you're in the valley if you learn to worship him. We may enjoy him on the mountaintops, but it's in the valley that we get to know him. It's in the valley where he reveals to us his character, where you can sense his strength in a very real way. You can't see him and you don't understand, but you can get to the place where you totally and completely trust him. When we totally and completely need him, We feel like sometimes those valleys, they bring us down to nothing. God has a way of showing that in those times you have everything you need. And you know that you're traveling through. Get to the place where you just say, we're just here. We're passing through. He's a good God. And we are going to the place of peace. So right now, you feel weak. As our music comes, right now, you feel, you feel weak. It's in those moments of, of weakness where you can ask the question, who is God? And I'm telling you today, in the middle of your weakness, God is your strength. Some of you, you might be thinking, I'm in the darkness, Price. That's where I'm at. This valley that I'm in, I'm in the darkness. Who is God? I'm telling you right now that God is your light in the darkness. When you're in a season of trouble, who is God, Bryce? I'm telling you, he is your joy in the trouble. When you're in the middle of pain, who is God, Bryce? He is your comforter in the middle of your pain. That's who he is. 
we pass through the valley. And even though we're in the valley, we do not fear. Fear does it come from God. If you're fearful in the valley, it's not of God. We do not fear. Why? Because he tells us he's with us. Hey, that same God that is, that is good on the mountaintops is good to us in the valley. The valley is where we get to know him. If you're there right now, and you're, I just want you to know, I hope you walk away here this morning, understand that this season that you're in, this situation, you're just passing through. You won't be there forever. Because I believe God's going to lead you out. Why do I say that? Because I know he's good. Why is he there with you? He's not there to just hang out. He's there to walk with you through it. Stand with me if you will. I'm preaching to those who feel like they're in a situation where they just can't handle it anymore. Where they do feel like giving up. And they do feel like walking away. If you would lean into him and let his strength be everything that you need, even though you walk through that valley of the shadow of death, friend, you do not have to fear evil because God is with you. I know there are some today that are there. But I want to remind you that you are blessed. You are blessed. We sing that song, The Goodness of God. I could barely make it through the song as the tears began to just pour out. Because I just began to reflect and, and think about, man, not a, and it wasn't always good. It wasn't always mountaintop. There's valleys, and guess what? There's more valleys. There's more mountaintop. There's more to go through. There is more. But through it all, I can say I'm blessed. You might be enduring some pain, but hear me, you're blessed. It might be hard, but you're blessed. And I know we would never choose it, but the valley is absolutely necessary because it's the pathway to peace. It's the pathway to peace. It's not around it. It's not over it. It's not under it, but it's through it. It's through the valley. Those valleys are necessary. Psalms 119 and 50 says, This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. And verse 71 says, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. (laughs) 
was reading that this morning. You got me thinking about the life of Joseph, talking about affliction, talk about trouble, talk about all that that man went through. God did what? God used a famine. Right? I mean, what happens in the midst of a famine? Not only is God using a famine, but God also uses slavery. He uses prison. All of these kinds of things that would make us look and say, God, you've forgotten me. God, you've forsaken me. It's obvious. All that I'm going through. And yet providence says, don't you dare. You don't see the end of the picture. You're in the pit, Joseph, so I can save you. You're going to be a slave to Potiphar so I can save you. You're going to go to prison so I can save you. You're going to Egypt so I can save you. Because providentially speaking, every last bit of this is necessary so that I could deliver you from the land of your affliction. See, it is this providence that gives us hope in the midst of our darkest days. It is this that says, no, this is not as good as it gets. But this is where the Lord has me right here, right now. I wonder this morning, would you bow your head with me, close your eyes, and better yet, I wonder if you would join me around this altar this morning. I wonder if you would just step out from right where you're at, Join me around this altar right now as we just take a few moments right here to pray. I think it'd be good if we would just lift up our voices together and begin to pray. Come on, if you're in a valley, come. If, you're, if you know somebody's in a valley, come. Come and lift up your voice and call upon the name of the Lord. If you just want to come and rejoice and thank God that you are blessed while you're going through so much stress, would you come right now and make it known? Come on, come and lift up your voice and begin to pray with me. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.